Konnichiwa, everybody, and welcome to Talking Anime, the hashtag best worst anime podcast round. Hit the theme music! <coughs> everybody it is a new episode of talking anime i am your host and i'm your host sky ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another exciting week we today are talking about underrated anime well i i want to i want to specify on this fact first before we get into it this doesn't mean that it's underrated anime in general This is mainly underrated anime in our opinions. So we have about three anime each. But before we do that, we have some listener questions. So first ones first, shout out to our Otaku Club member, Mello, who asked us, what is your third favorite anime? Sky, you want to go first? I'm going to let you take this one real quick while I think about it, because this is a hard question to answer. It's very specific. Third favorite. I, I I know that's... I'm on the same boat with you. I have seen a lot of anime, um, and a lot of anime that I've watched isn't on, like, Mal and stuff like that. That's why my Mal list mm-hmm. is so small, because I've seen a shit ton of anime that aren't on there. Um, and I have a list of, I have like a couple animes that I've ranked at 10 and there's a couple that are ranked at nine. So I believe the one that I would have to definitively say is my third favorite anime of all time is Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Now, I know a lot of people talk about the show, a lot of podcasts talk about it. It's, it's just a fucking fantastic show. Um, the power system of alchemy is really, really fascinating because the higher the spell, the more give and take. It's that balance of the universe compared to like Ki or Chi in Dragon Ball Z, depending on uh, if you listen to the dub or the manga, because the manga sometimes refers to it as Chi. Um, I think it's a lot more structured than um, the. Uh, chakra system in naruto but the thing is it's kind of on that's the thing about full metal alchemist brotherhood and hunter hunter is that they're two really good shows that center around a power system that is actually well thought out and not every character is overpowered unlike in naruto dragon ball z stuff like that so 
Yeah, I haven't actually. I've not actually dived into Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I've seen the first like ten episodes. I've seen the first episode of the original, and I don't hate it. But I, you know, I'm really just like waiting for when I feel like you know, like a sixty episode binge of a shonen, and I, I think partially like I know I, I know I'm gonna like it, and I think that's why I'm holding off on it just because. You know, everyone says it's like the greatest thing of all time, and I really don't want how overhyped it is to sully my enjoyment of it. Honestly, like the hype is like legit for the show because it's it follows like the Hunter Hunter kind of thing. You know, like it had one version to it where it tells the story. You didn't get a lot of detail, but then they come out years later with a re-release, and the re-release has so much more detail and honestly man like full metal alchemist brotherhood is probably up there for like peak anime watching right there and you said that's your third favorite plus yeah it's my third favorite plus if any fans of full metal alchemist may or may not know our fantastic and our ending theme brought to us by earthworm over at the anime bros actually has a line from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in it. Yeah, you know, I didn't actually know that. Uh, I, I found that out last night when I when I asked him, because um, the song... Because the song is <laughs> it, it's really good, but I, I didn't know who uh, who did that little vocal clip from it. And I asked him, he's like, oh yeah, it's, uh, it's um, from Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I was like, oh, Roy, cool. Yeah, uh, uh, Roy, Roy Mustang, yeah. Yeah, no, that's... It's it's a really good anime and it has like one of the most heartbreaking moments in it in anime. So it's it's really good. Like the characters are solid. Um I, I just it's one of those shows that I would love to actually talk about it once you watch it all the way through. And I do like my inevitable fourth rewatch of it, because it'd be the fourth time I've watched it. That's how much I like this anime. So yeah, no, it's definitely third. If I had to pick a number two, it would be Hunter Hunter because fucking Hunter Hunter is fantastic. Yeah, something that I really struggle on when it comes to uh, discussing my taste in anime is ranking. Like, I'm so... I, I really know how to rate them, right? When I watch a show, I instantly know, like, based on a 1 to 10 scale, exactly how I feel about it. And when I see a rating that I give a show, I instantly remember all of the good and bad things from it that I, you know, liked and disliked. But when it comes to ranking them, it's a whole nother ball game that I'm really bad at doing. I, I'll flop them... All of them, like my pretty much my top ten, can swap like from from one to ten just in an instant, depending on how I'm feeling. That's because if it makes it into the top ten, I love it enough for it to be on any of the spots. <laughs> so it ranking comes really difficult. But right now, for my third favorite, I'm probably gonna have to say Log Horizon, which is kind of unfortunate because I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll be doing an episode on it in a couple weeks. Um, but yeah, no, definitely not. Yeah, but you've only seen season one, so we can talk about it just a little bit. Log Horizon is probably my third or fourth favorite um, anime of all time, and it's been like that since I watched it the first time back mm, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, no, I like I said, I'm like relatively new to Log Horizon, but I mean. 
we will we'll eventually get there. Uh, that's gonna be like our episode before we go into um, the lovely show that you decided we're gonna watch for <laughs> Spirit Breaker. So unfortunately. The, the funny part is I was just looking at a Discord group where someone was talking about how they're watching First Love Monster and they're they're loving Dude. it. I am pretty sure it's on – I think it was on the – It's anime, uh, it's anime Sugoi, bros. Uh, um, uh, it's the anime bros? I thought it's, it was on It's the our Sugoi pal Tamaki. Uh, we were playing some Among Us last night in the anime bros Discord server and um, he – Throughout the whole night was nonstop saying, "Hey guys, I'm watching First Love Monster, and it's really good." And I'm just like, "Don't listen yeah. to him. I promise you, it isn't." <laughs> yeah, I, it's he literally posted saying, First Love Monster has been great. I'm sad there's only one season. There's a reason why there's only." And one I'm just season. like puking inside, like, dude, why? Why would you do? Why would you do that to yourself? No, <laughs> it's it's not. Oh my goodness. Ah, uh, so. So yeah, sh- shout out to Mello, uh, of course, uh, as our first supporter of the show, uh, being part of the Otaku Club. Also want to give a huge, huge shout out to uh, the guys over at the Weebology podcast. Um, I think it was like the day after we recorded uh, our episode, they donated like a huge chunk of money to the supporting the podcast through coffee so i want to give them a huge shout out for supporting the show and uh they are current i'm currently waiting to get back or hear back from them they will be on the show hopefully very very soon uh to come on and talk anime with us um so the second question goes out to the fantastic mr detective neckbeard the number one welcome party member to the talk and anime discord he asked us would you rather have an anime with a bad plot but with good characters or a great plot with a horrible characters and he is talking bad characters as in poorly written written not um ethically or morally bad Okay, so I have a little bit that I can say about this. So, with me, personally, I think it really depends on the show, you know? Because I've seen anime on both the spectrum that I've enjoyed, right? I think if one aspect of it is strong enough to carry it all the way through, then that can be good enough. But I wanted to spotlight one piece on this one. Now, I've not seen too much one piece. I'm like 110 or so episodes in, like right at the beginning of the Alabasta arc. But, personally, I'm going to get some hate for this, but I find both the world and the story incredibly boring. <laughs> like, the story is very generic shonen, really. But, I and, and as I'm sure all of you know, I drop stuff very, very easily. I'll drop something. I've dropped shows before I finished the first episode before, and I've managed to make it 100 episodes into One Piece, and the only reason why is because of the characters. The characters in One Piece are so strong, all of their backstories are great, and the chemistry with each other just makes it a blast to watch them, regardless of what they're doing. So even though I have no interest in the world or the story that they are progressing through, the characters themselves have have kept me through Uh, so far a hundred episodes of the show and that's mad props to Oda because like 
uh, being able to write characters that will carry me through a boring story is just fantastic. So I, I do think it really depends on the story that you're telling, but um, I'd I'd say overall characters are more important because like the characters that you follow are gonna go through like they're gonna go through struggles and stuff and if you're not connected to them it feels like you're watching a stranger suffer as opposed to somebody that you care about like if you're on the side of the road and you see somebody like like getting hurt right you're gonna look at that and you're gonna feel sad but like like you're gonna like you're gonna feel for them but you're not gonna have an emotional connection like instantly like you know like start crying over the stranger because you don't know them and that's how I feel when it comes to characters in a story yeah, I've I've seen anime like that where it was. I, honestly, I I I'm on board with you uh, with One Piece. Um, yeah, I find the story and the world is like not like the best. I'm purely coming from it from the fact that I used to watch it when Four Kids was dubbing it. So I I that's what kind of ruined One Piece for me. Um, I'm in the process of rewatching it and and it's not with the four kids dub and everything else and it's so much better without the four kids dub and again this is going to actually be a future topic where we talk about um the effects that four kids dub did to anime in the west or west yes we are west um so yeah but i'm i for one have seen anime with really shitty stories but with fantastic characters and a perfect example of a show I think that could have been something interesting and we talked about it was Wonder Momo like the show had it had potential to be like an actually a fascinating show if they were given the time and the proper work done to it, it could have been a really good anime. But again, as we talked about, it was a shit show. And it was it had no right to be a shit show with the anime that was coming out around that time of 2014. And uh, it's it's like I, I like a good anime um just in general. Like mostly I if I drop it, I drop it for a reason. And like Black Butler was a perfect example of I just I couldn't get into it enough to call it a anime. And that is a show perfect that's a perfect example of what Neckbeard was asking was Black Butler actually had fantastic characters, but the story was shit. Like that's what stopped me from getting into Black Butler. I could have been a fan of Black Butler if the story was better than the characters that were involved. Um, honestly, I I want a good anime, good story. The characters could be trash, but if the story's there, the story is what gets me. It's mainly the story of when it comes to anime. I mainly look for the story, not the characters, because if I was focusing on that, I would be dropping anime left, right, and center. Because I all the animes I've watched have either had one or the other. Like a really good story, shitty characters, really shitty story, but fantastic. I mean, it's really characters. a mixed bag, though, and isn't again, it? Right? Like the best ones have 
like a very like evenly balanced like a great story and great characters if you only have one or the other it's gonna fall short um but that doesn't mean that you're not gonna fall in love with it I just don't think that it's gonna hit the highs that something with a balance of great characters and story is gonna reach and again that's why something like a full metal alchemist and a hunter hunter are like heavily loved by the anime community because that is like an example of a really good story really good characters and and that's what makes a fantastic anime we'll never i don't think we'll ever see a perfect 10 anime and it's like i believe the weebology guys said on one of their latest episodes if they watched a fantastic 10 anime just call it a day on doing this because we found the perfect anime there's literally no point in like discussing anything else because it's always going to be this is the freaking perfect anime nothing can top it and it's the same thing with tv too right like when you watch regular television you're never going to get a show where it is 100% on the ball. Because the problem is that when you start doing lengthy televisions and shonen and stuff like this, like when animes start branching out into like a thousand episodes, you're going to lose the plot eventually. Not every show is 100% perfect. And anime is like the perfect example of a, a product that goes out and if there's too much of a good thing and then they ha- they're like okay we're calling it quits here we did one season the season's perfect we don't need any more well money talks and bullshit walks that's when we start getting shit that has a second season and the second season loses what the first season had and a good example of that again like we talked about last week is One Punch Man One Punch Man had a good first season that first season was perfect and then the second season is garbage because it lost the plot of the first season and again this is all my opinion it's it is whatever you know I'm probably gonna get hate for agreeing with One Piece being a shitty story a a boring story I shouldn't say a shitty story because the story is actually fucking fantastic it's just it is one of those animes that's really hard to get through the first couple episodes because the story is developing and the world building is starting and it's a lot of flashbacks. And that's, again, another thing that kills me. It's flashback episodes. I try and avoid those because it doesn't really do... It advances the character's story, but it doesn't really affect or really doesn't push for the main story. I'm going to disagree with you on this one. Most of the time, yeah, I don't actually like flashbacks. They kind of kill me. But in the case of One Piece, like I was saying, like how I, the characters are what get me through, that's partially because of the flashbacks. The flashbacks in One Piece are done very well, in my opinion. I, I absolutely love the way that they are used to develop the characters. So, I know, I, um, I don't think the flashbacks are a problem, but... This, yeah, we're definitely going to get hate <laughs> for, for, for shitting on the story of One Piece because people the, the love it. Is, <laughs> Shout out to uh, Slowball Kohler because, uh, boy, he's not going to like hearing this one. <laughs> no, no I, I know because I've listened to the podcast and they basically gush over One Piece Just every time. Constantly. 
again again i'm i'm coming from i watched one piece when it was breaking into the west and it was all four kids dubbed from until like episode 140 um that is just one of those animes that i think the dub is what ruined me but i am eventually going to rewatch one piece but it's one of those things that it's a commitment because there's like 900 plus episodes or it's like it's probably breaking into a thousand right now and again it's just one of those things that i might just eventually wait till it's over till one piece is call, calls it a day i probably won't watch it that way i could literally just binge the entire thing because i don't want to commit to something where it's going to keep coming out and then i get disappointed on the later episodes because this is the thing about attack on titan a lot of people are saying that the last the newer season again they're tying up loose ends because this is supposed to be the final season a lot of people are like well this episode wasn't actually that good and it's like who, who cares it's a show that's coming to an end there's fans and there's going to be people who hate it it's just that's how the world works and uh you know we're just getting into philosophy now. I don't want to get too deep into philosophy when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. We can move on. Uh, thank you, Detective Neckbeard, for the question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, gave us some good discussion. Yeah, so again, shout out to Mello and Neckbeard. If you guys would like to give us a question, it is as easy as joining our Discord server. Link in the no- or description of this episode. Is there anything... Or, or, Hold on, before we get too deep, Sky, how's your week been since the last episode? My week's been pretty good. You know, work going about <laughs> about the usual, not enjoying it all that much, but that kind of happens when you work in a fast food. What about you? <laughs> I am surviving. Uh, my work has gone, like, majorly slow, so I've been able to actually do a little bit more. Um, I've, uh, you know, just been surviving so sky what have you been watching recently in the world of anime not very much uh as i mentioned last week i was working i i started my uh, rewatch of my hero academia and i've been plowing through it i think i'm on episode like 80 like i only got like about seven episodes left uh for my rewatch of my hero academia and that'll be done and other than that i watched Episode 3 of Horimiya that came out, and episode 3 of Jobless Reincarnation. And, okay? Okay, um, I just want just to cut you off there for a second. So, Horimiya, I want to just mention that right now. I saw it on Funimation. As soon as I'm done Kaguya-sama, I'm actually going to be watching that. Yes. So we can potentially talk about that. That is going to be the next thing I watch after... Um, Kaguya-sama, I'm almost done it. Again, I'll get there when I get there. <laughs> but we will we will talk about it because I will actually be watching it very soon. Dude, I'm so hyped. I'm absolutely loving it. It's so... it's You know, I really have not seen like a, a wholesome romance anime really just, so, you know, hit me like this so easily in a long time. Actually, you know, a little bit of spoilers to what's coming up ahead in this episode, I will actually be talking about one of my favorite romance anime 
um, today that uh, really hits me in about the same way as Hori Mia does in such a wholesome, fun way. Yeah, I know. It's just I was on I was on Funimation I think yesterday or the night before, and I'm like, oh, this looks pretty interesting. I'm gonna check it out, and yeah, I, I officially made it my mission to watch it as soon as I'm done Kaguya Sama. Dude, nice. I I think I'm not exactly sure when the new episodes come out. I think it comes out every Sunday or Monday, or around Sunday or Monday. And um, so I'm just waiting. I I, know, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I don't like the fact that I started it already. I wish I waited because it is such a difficult wait for me to wait every single week for a new episode. I have not struggled this hard uh, to, you know, wait to watch something weekly in a long time. I think the last time would either be back when I watched the the third season of Attack on Titan Weekly or... Um, Rascal does not dream of Bunny Girl Senpai. I that's actually one that's on my list too is uh, Bunny Senpai. Um, I'll, I'll get to that one soon too. But no, like I was like that too when Rent a Girlfriend came out because Rent a Girlfriend was the show that actually got me into like watching dubbed shows or uh, dubbed subbed because of the fact that I was just so into the story. And I wanted to keep watching it. And that was that was difficult for me because I was watching it when I think it was the Friday before the second episode dropped. So, yeah, I, I know how you feel about the, the pains of waiting weekly to watch a show. Again, this is why I usually watch older anime that's done so I can actually binge. And, yeah, it's, it's hard to watch newer anime that's, like, consistently putting out seasons every, like, year. Especially when it's so good, like with like with Horimiya, because I fell so in love with it that, man, it's it's difficult. But if it stays as good as the first three episodes have been, I'm I'm in it for the long haul. I'm ready to go all the way to the end and then cry about having to wait a long long time for a second you're, season. You're you're going to the top. One hundred percent. So yeah, um, anime this week. Oh, jeez, I actually put in some uh, some some miles on uh, anime this week. Uh, powered through uh, the first season of Log Horizon with my wife. Yes. Um, finished it uh, two two nights ago, two or three nights ago. I finished it, um, and then uh, I got. Uh, we're gonna be watching the season two hopefully tonight so i should almost be caught up to third season um hopefully by the next episode um i'm halfway through kaguya sama's first season i'm on episode six uh i was just watching it before we started recording today and uh so i'm hopefully gonna have that done the first season at least done by next week uh i'm gonna binge some more after we're done recording today and then probably finish it up tomorrow as well. And then hopefully start on season two. Um, I'm not sure if I want to keep going subbed or if I want to go dubbed for season two. Just because I know Funimation has the dub. I just think it. that's so dumb, though. That, might... that Funimation has the, like, had the rights to dub season two, but not season one. Mm. That that's, that's the problem I found with Log Horizon. Because Log Horizon on Funimation has seasons one and three. They do not have season two on it. So I had to go to Crunchyroll to find season two. 
And the problem is, season two is only subbed on Crunchyroll. And because it's a show I'm watching with my wife, I had a hard time trying to find it. And then, luckily enough, High Dive is officially available in Canada now. Thank the Lord. So I can actually watch season two. And then there's a bunch of other shows that are on High Dive that are probably going to be watched as well. That yeah, the weird. licensing for Log Horizon has been really weird. It's it's bounced around quite a lot. Um, like, I know when I rewatched it back um, in 2019, um, I watched it on Hulu, and it had the dub for both seasons one and two on Hulu. And I'm not sure if they're still on there, but I know that, again, like you mentioned, season one, the English dub is on Funimation, and for some reason, the dub of season two is on High Dive, but not on Crunchyroll. It's weird. It's, it is bouncing around all the time. Just, like, a couple months ago, I noticed that um, season one, the dub, was, wasn't even on Funimation, I don't think, so it's, uh, it's weird. Uh, yeah, I was I was lucky enough to be able to watch the dub with my wife, so we were able to plow through it because, again, like we were talking about, Log Horizon is going to be a future uh, episode. Um, I don't think we have anyone... I think we're going to keep that one just me and you. I don't really think anyone was interested in talking about it that I had uh, lined up for guests. Yeah, it sucks for them. So if they don't want to experience Log Horizon, that's on them. It's a great show. They should do it. <laughs> so um with that being said like i said uh so just a quick refresher uh, i watched log horizon and kaguya-sama this week um we're slacking dude that that's really i know i i i, I it's because i i binge anime with my wife and me and my wife we we talked i talked to her today about this actually we're me and her if we like a show we'll sit down and actually do like a full-blown binge and we could binge three or we can binge an entire season in one fucking day if we have the whole day together and again like i was saying last week we literally binged seasons one and two of konosuba on a saturday and then the sunday we watched the movie so we're, we're capable of binging shit it's just my wife likes breaking up anime with like actual TV. So, you know, which really sucks because I could probably put more time into anime if I had more time for anime. And yeah. Anyways, Sky, was there anything else you wanted to talk about before we go to our sponsors for today? Nah, I don't think so. Uh, we can jump right in. And also, we're at, we're at like the perfect point. I think 30 minutes is like the perfect point to just jump on into the uh, to the ad break before we go into the main topic. So I'm ready whenever you are. Yeah. You see, that's, that's the kind of idea I like is that now that we're doing like listeners' questions and stuff like that, if you guys even want to email us there is an email for the podcast it is talkinanimepod at gmail.com you can email us um questions suggestions for episodes stuff like that i'm always checking my emails for that because i'm also trying to score us a couple sponsorships and stuff like that so yeah if you want to contact us it's talkinanime at gmail.com we can do whatever whatever like if you guys have a question we can answer it but the best way to talk to us is on the discord 
which there will be a link in the description to the episode to the Discord group, uh, where there's some fantastic people on it. Um, I don't think we had... Did we have any new people join us this week? Let's see. Uh, I think we had a uh, shout-out to Raymond, who joined us recently. And also... I believe that... Uh, no, we had one more. Uh, someone by the name of Murdelf joined us. Oh, and shout out to uh, Murdelf for joining the group as well. Again, if you guys want to join us, it's as simple as following the link in the description. So, we here at Talking Anime are supported by three big sponsors at the moment. And I believe I will talk about the first one. And that one is... Anchor, or no, sorry, not Anchor, Patreon, patreon.com forward slash anime. For as low as $1 a month, you can support us. Again, we're not forcing anybody. It's if you can afford it, support us. If not, you guys listening to us, leaving reviews, all that stuff is super helpful. Um, sadly, because uh, my iTunes is currently Legion Lo- Legion. Sorry, region locked to Canada. I cannot see the reviews, so I'm currently in the process of trying to find some reviews from like the states because someone has said that they have left a review. So I'll have to check. Hold um, on, did they give me just a second? Want, I can look uh, for that real quick. Um, I believe they did it on Apple. So if you're able to, um, but for again, uh, Patreon.com. $1 a month, you get to support the show, you get a shout-out, and you get the episode ad-free early. Um, if you want to support us a little bit more, you can pay the $5 uh, a month. So, our, t- our tiers, the $1 and the $5 are separated by titles. Um, you join the Discord, you'll get the fun color and all that fun stuff. Dollar is your weeb uh, tier. You get the support, you get the shout-out, add free stuff and eventually I'd like to start doing content for Patreon as well as uh, like a Mitch's review maybe we'll work something out where we can do like maybe a, a side episode or something like that um, so $5 a month you get all the perks from the first tier a shout out early free episode but if you support us like Mellow our fantastic first supporter you get the option to come on if you have the equipment. I need to stress this enough. You guys need to have a microphone and a recording uh, recording process. Um, as of right now, I'm trying to find a way for us to record uh, for Patreon fans who may not have everything. I'm going to be working on trying to get something set up. Uh, but yeah, $5 a month. You join us on the show as our patreon co-host so what you get to do is pick the topic we talk about and actually sit and talk with us about it but if you do not have the proper items you need to record we will talk about your topic on a future episode as well um mellow is supposed to be coming on very soon to talk to us about the promised neverland so look out in the future for that 
Uh, Sky, did you find any reviews? Um, I did. I noticed that there's uh, the most recent one we have is from October, which is a little while ago. But I'll go ahead and read it off if you want me to. Yeah, okay, go ahead. so the most recent review that we got was before I joined, and it said it is from David M. Wine. I don't. I hope I'm not pronouncing that wrong. And he says, "Awesome anime podcast. I'm a recent listener, but this show is terrific. The host has a voice that's easy on the ears, and I enjoy hearing his thoughts in each episode. A podcast you don't want to miss." Sweet. Uh, thank you, thank you for talking about my um, luxurious. Um, nice mellow voice um if i had to really pick best voices in anime podcasts i have to give it to matt over at uh the melancholy podcast he has got an amazing voice for podcasts. oh actually if we're talking about voices so, yeah. uh for podcasters for sure definitely matt from otaku melancholy earthworm from the the uh, the anime bros and mason mm. from the triple a anime anonymous Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Something about those deep voices really do it for me, man. Keep talking, guys. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, uh, of course, we're going to be having uh, Matt from the Otaku Host or the Otaku Melancholy podcast on very soon. Um, I believe him and Brad are going to be joining us for a discussion episode. Um, I have Earthworm and JD from the Anime Bros lined up for a future episode. And I don't know if we're ready for um, having the professionalism that is the AAA podcast on our um, show yet. Um, eventually, it would be cool to have uh, one of them or all of them on at once. And the same goes for like the Anime Summit. If any of you guys are listening to this and you are enjoying this, there are two more sponsors of the show and I'm going to let Sky take the next one. Before I jump into that real quick, I want to say one more thing about uh the Patreon. If uh if you guys have any ideas for uh some bonus stuff that you'd like to uh see us do with the Patreon, like if you want to if you're interested in like say hey, I want I want to pay a little bit more if you can do this, just hit us up in the Discord, let us know your your ideas if you want to like a higher t- tier where you want to hear me do like a solo cast or anything, just let us know and we'll we'll consider doing we we will follow your requests as we see fit. So just let us know. Yeah, if if you guys are willing to actually support this podcast by paying, we will literally be your slaves. Uh, we will slaves do whatever you tell us. <laughs> Yeah, yes, yes, or yeah, yes, yes, senpai, <laughs> tell us more. <laughs> so, Sky, what is our, one of our other sponsors? All of right, let's talk about uh, Anchor.fm for a little bit. So, Anchor is, Yay! Anchor is free, and it's very easy to use, right? So, what Anchor does is it is essentially a distributor for podcasts. So, that is what we use to distribute talking anime. And you can also you can record or just upload your audio to it, and it will distribute it to all platforms for you. And Anchor also has a monetization program that will essentially let you make money from just podcasting the way you want to do it with the monetization program, where it will find sponsors for you and help you make money while doing the podcasting that you love doing. That is Anchor.fm. Yeah, so... Like, like Sky was saying, um, it really doesn't matter on how big uh, your fan base is. If they can hook you up, they'll hook you up. Um, and 
another another one for like podcasts uh podcast creators um this isn't really a plug for anything i'm just mentioning it because i know a lot of people may or may not know about it is uh podcorn um podcorn is a really cool website to get sponsorships just for podcasts and you know again that's mid-roll stuff end of the show kind of stuff you get paid for it it's just more monetization for your podcast um again that's podcorn it's not it's a plug but not really a plug um i've been going through uh uh, podcorn and slowly trying to get uh sponsors for the show um sadly we do not have anyone lined up yet um i'm on the cusp of getting uh our first like legitimate sponsor not just something that is like hey this is uh something we use to get the show out or hey if you want to pay to support the show stuff like that there's like actual sponsorships i'm currently in the process of getting but here that's here nor there uh sky what is our last official sponsor of the podcast all right the last thing that i want to mention is coffee as we were talking about earlier uh this is essentially what it is is a tip jar where you can just you know one time donation any amount that you choose just donate a little bit of money to us which not only goes to supporting the podcast to help us upgrade our equipment but also 50% of it goes to charity and i want to stress only if you can this is not required there's by no means are we saying please you have to give us money if you listen to us because hey we just want to be here doing what we love doing giving you the content you enjoy listening to but if you if you feel like you want to support the show this is one of the ways you can do it Whereas Patreon is, you know, it's a monthly thing. This is just, here you go, have a little bit of cash. If you can, if you want to, support us on coffee. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, like, coffee, uh, I found coffee as the alternative to Patreon for the show um, because I know a lot of people can't really afford to pay through Patreon all the time. So I wanted something that we could still put out Um, content on because coffee you can put out content on it Um, I'm not 100% sure how that works yet I gotta do more research on the uploading system for them but yeah Patreon any any money we make on this show I need to I need to specify this is 100% free for whoever wants to do it we're not forcing anybody to support the show just you guys listening telling people about our show that is what we need that is the most important thing you can do is word of mouth. But if you can afford money-wise, yes, of course, coffee and Patreon. And of course, all proceeds, 50% of it is for the show, and the other 50% is for charity. So when we start making enough money where it's going to make a difference, we will donate to charity uh, right now because we only have like one Patreon supporter and one donation put on coffee we're going to probably put all that money into the show because i have a or i'm having like a mic um problem that i want to rectify so our stuff can come out crisp as possible and uh i don't have people saying hey there's this annoying humming in the background of every episode on your end that's because i'm using a really a mic that's really not like designed to be used for this but again i'm cheap and i also needed something that i wasn't holding the entire time so yeah 
if you can support us, Patreon and Coffee are the two where you can donate money any way possible. Again, um, and then what will happen is the cool thing is eventually what I would like to do is actually have our or it'd either be me and Sky or eventually maybe have a guest come on and they will decide what charity we donate the money to. Again, that's when we actually make enough money on the show to actually make a difference. So, like, if we're able to donate, like, $200 a month to a charity, that would be dope. Um, I'm actually... What I would like to do in the future is actually get, like, a long weekend where we can actually do maybe, like, a con or something like that. Where it maybe live stream on Twitch or something. Or whatever. And we actually use 100% of the proceeds of this goes to whatever charity. Um, I've been involved in those before uh, in the world of D&D and it's actually really cool because I've been part of groups that made like $2,000 in donations to uh, charities. So it'd be really dope to pull the community together for talking anime and actually do something that cool. Uh, maybe, maybe that's what we'll do uh, in the future, if we can get enough of a following and we make enough money, maybe we'll do a con of some kind, be it online or whatever. But we've been killing enough time. I believe it's time for us to talk about our ideas of underrated animes. You want to go first? Yeah. So, again, guys, this is 100% our opinion on underrated anime now my our thought process is underrated is the animes that the podcasts aren't talking about or they've touched on it once and what youtubers like the anti-tubers do that's another one too and i haven't seen a lot or heard a lot of people talking about this show um i've done an episode of this um i believe it was not long before Sky joined, um, I talked about the anime Beck. Um, Beck or Beck the Mongolian Chop Squad. So, Sky, have you ever had a chance to watch Beck? No, I've heard a little bit about it, but I've, I haven't seen it. So, what Beck is, is I have discussed this on my podcast. Um, I am a musician. I play an instrument. Um, by the time I started watching... Back, I was kind of in a, a slump like I needed something to like motivate me to pick up my instrument again and the one thing that was like that was Beck I started watching Beck it is a music themed uh, show um, and the reason why it's so underrated because one it sits in like the top 200 uh, area on Mal and it's it's an older anime that not a lot of people talk about because not a lot of people talk about like the music themed animes when they mention that stuff they usually talk about like kids on the slope and k-on as like the big two that everyone talks about but i never hear people talk about beck and it's a shame because the story in beck is so good there's romance angles there's uh, a fantastic soundtrack all made by the band uh, uh, Beat Crusader, which is a J-rock band that was freaking fantastic, all their music. Um, and, and, like, the character development 
was really good. Your main or the main character. I just gotta pull out the list of the characters in the show. So give me one sec. Okay, so yeah, back. Um, you know, uh, uh, Tanaka. Tanaka is the the main name of the main character, and it centers around him and uh, actually meeting Ray, who is the. I, I mean, like he's the edgy, laid back guy, kind of like. Uh, if you really want to compare him to someone, he's like Shikamaru from Naruto. He's like pretty laid back. And this show came out in 2004 and it ran for 26 episodes. It was no other seasons. It was. So this is how you know that this is a good studio was behind it because studio Madhouse was a studio that put out this show and it was licensed through Funimation. Um, and it is on Fun, or on now it is labeled as a comedy a drama music shonen and a slice of life so it is very much a slice it's i find it it's a slice of life with music kind of like k-on so if you're a fan of k-on give beck a, a chance because if you like rock music Beck is all about like fantastic rock music. And as of right now, it sits it sits at like the popularity of this is like 564, which is a shame because this show is so fucking good. And again, it's just one of those animes no one really talks about because I guess it's older anime, you know, you either have the people who are always talking about the shit that's like trending or it's like the highest rating stuff on Mal, but they never talk about stuff that's like Beck, which is honestly the mix, the animation to it is fucking good. And if you can actually find it, I have, I, there is a website where I can actually look up to see where it is on. So one sec. Yeah. Beck, you can find it on Funimation. It is on the Funimation app. Does it have a dub? So, yes, there is a dub for it. I mean, uh, who's to say and how yet, good it's actually going to be? I mean, it is a show from 2004. The dub might not might not hold up as well as the rest of the show. The 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 dub wasn't actually too bad. Um, honestly, if if you guys, it's just one of those shows that give it a chance. You know, if. Like, Sky, if you watched it and you dropped it in, like, two or three episodes, that's cool because it's not your thing. But, you know, it's one of those shows that it's it's really good if you like K-On! Because it's the music slice of life kind of thing. So, Sky, what is your first pick of underrated anime? Okay, my first pick is probably the one that's most uh, classified as underrated. Um, it is called... Drifting Dragons or Kute Dragons for the Japanese. And this is a, it actually came out last year in 2020, right at the beginning of the year, um, on Netflix. Yeah, uh, it was, it was a winter 2020. So. Yes, and it is, and it's a Netflix original. And see, okay, so the thing about Drifting Dragons that I think m- turns most people off initially is that it is, it is a completely CG anime. 
But the problem is that people don't bother. They just notice that it's CG and they don't bother to look at what the CG looks like because when you're watching Drifting Dragons, you don't realize that it's CG. That's how good it looks. Think um, like if you're playing, like say, like a Final Fantasy game or whatever. Um, right? How like when when it comes to cuts over into the uh, the CG anime style like graphics, right? It always looks really really crisp. Like you can tell it's CG, but it doesn't look like most CG animated where they try to like mimic the look of 2D. It just it took the style of it, we're gonna take the standard anime look to it, make it CG, and just run with it and make it look gorgeous. It never stops looking completely amazing. Yeah, um, it looks like the co- or the studio that put it out, Polygon Pictures, is like really does really heavy on the CGI animation style from the looks of it, because they put out like Godzilla, um, the Godzilla animes from the movies from the looks of it, like the animated versions of the Godzilla movies. Mm, yeah, a lot of the stuff they do is know, really it, it CG looks... heavy, but I think Drifting Dragons is probably the most beautiful thing that they've ever done. It looks like I'm I'm looking at the pictures right now of the show and it looks fucking breathtaking. Oh, it really is. So, Drifting Dragons and the I, the reason why it's underrated is cl- not just because it's CG, but it really I'd say that it doesn't know what it wants to be. <laughs> that's that's the best way that I can describe it. Um, so the the premise of Drifting Dragons is it takes place in a fantasy world where these things that aren't really dragons when you're talking about the definition of a dragon, but they're big flying creatures that are called dragons in this world. And it's focused all around one specific uh, fantasy job, which is called draking, which is essentially whaling, but in the sky, like you're fl- like floating in this like uh, almost like airship type thing and it's focused all around hunting these dragons that are flying around in the world and selling them in order to you know make fuel for you to continue on your journey and giving the meat to the towns that you come across because dragon meat is apparently very delicious but then it comes to what this show ends up being it's it's part adventure series because of, you know, going around hunting the dragons, but it's also most of the time it ends up just turning into a cooking show. <laughs> whenever they whenever they hunt the dragons, it'll just spend a substantial portion of the show just seeing them like turn the dragons into different types of meals and just like eating it. So, it it ends up being like part like adventure fantasy part cooking show and it really just doesn't doesn't know what its identity is supposed to be half the time which can be off-putting to some people especially if you're not in the mood to watch characters in a fantasy world eat dragons (laughs) the the funny part is i'm looking on the mouth for this and like there's only like 68 people favorited this yeah so um so, so the, right now it says that 29,000 people, 29,140 people have seen it. But um, 
I, I don't want to brag or anything, but I'm pretty sure that the only reason why people have actually seen, like, why a substantial portion of these people have seen it is because of what I did. There is, there's a podcast that I listen to called Weeb Nation, which is, it's actually a pretty popular podcast. And they recently, they did a thing called Fan Pick Season, where people were able to, you know, put in their, their suggestions, and they would draw it out of a hat and review whatever shows they, they got. And I put in Drifting Dragons. And when I put in Drifting Dragons, there was only 11,000 people had had seen the show and no one's been talking about it since then except for when uh, Alex and Chris did an episode on Drifting Dragons during the fan pick season which was maybe a month, two months ago and now it's up to 29,000 so I'm pretty sure I had somewhat to do with the fact that people have started watching it <laughs> Hey man, like every little bit counts Gotta do like, what you gotta do It looks like if Yeah, it looks like a really good anime. I would actually probably watch this. And it's only 12 episodes right but now, But I find I it funny. Yeah, it's 12 episodes on Netflix. Yeah, Easy and binge. And it looks like that it could, there might be more because Mal has a question mark over the episodes, which is a sign that we could be getting more video or more episodes, so... I'm, I'll, I'll probably give it a shot. Uh, is there a dub? There is, yes. Almost every single Netflix original gets a dub, and the dub is very well done. I really I really enjoyed the dub, and it obviously has uh, voice actors that you will no doubt recognize. Um, one, of the, one of the main characters is voiced by Johnny Young Bosch, who is a very, very popular voice actor in the, in the dub space. And the main character is voiced by... I don't remember what her name is, but she voiced like uh, Leafa from uh, Sword Art Online and Taiga from Toradora. So it's definitely there will be voice actors that you recognize, and it's it's very well put together. I'll definitely again. This is one of those shows that it looks it looks good, and yeah, it will probably get a a watch. For yeah, especially sure. if you if you're a fan of very unique fantasy world building when it comes to fantasy shows world building can easily sell me on a show and I love how in depth they go into the whole draking profession it really just sells the world and mm. it's always rendered in such a beautiful fashion that uh, it's, it was easy for me to fall in love with this show it has it has shortcomings I, I ended up rating it a 9 out of 10 just because of how much I loved it and how much more love I think that it deserves because no one talks about it but it's not a masterpiece it doesn't deserve a 9 really because it doesn't really know what its identity is supposed to be but I enjoyed it and I, I couldn't give it anything less yeah no I'll, I'll, def- I'll probably give it a shot and then maybe we'll do an episode in the future about it so uh, my number 2 uh, I'm going to hop on the whole uh, Netflix uh, originals on uh, with you. And I don't know 100% if this is a Netflix original. I saw it on Netflix. But the show that I'm going to talk about is Revisions. Now, for, for this kind of show to really get me to watch it, it had to be somewhat good. And the story, this is the whole, like the whole discussion earlier of a good story with horrible ca- uh, uh, characters versus like an old or a uh, horrible characters. Good story, whatever. Neckbeard's question that we discussed earlier. This show fits under. It's a good story, and the characters are meh. You know, um, revisions is a mech show. 
So this is a CG anime as well, that, isn't it? I believe. From what I remember, it was there was like a little bit of CG in it, but it was still a lot of like your two D animation. Really? Are you sure? I'm um, looking at the trailer right now on Netflix, and it looks it looks CG. I'm pretty sure it's a CG anime. Hold on, let me look that up. You keep talking. It, it, it yeah, it is it is very possible. It has been um, a hot minute since I talked about it, or I'm sorry, I've seen it. It's been a hot minute. Um, if if you're a fan of Max. Like, this is what the show is literally centered around. They fight, like, these monsters in mech suits, which is freaking dope. Because it's the kind of mech show that it's, like, it is all, like, their movement and shit like that. And each character has, like, their own unique style mech. Um, but this is a discussion piece that's very fascinating. This show follows the Dr. Stone idea of time travel. So the story, like these kids are at school one day and their world, they literally get thrown like a bunch of years into the far future. And then they're attacked by these monsters. And like, it's, it's a pretty graphic show because you saw people get like fucking eaten and shit and there's blood going everywhere. Like this is first episode shit. And oh, geez, this show. This this the show was it was fascinating because it had action, a lot of action in it. Um you got your sci-fi elements in there with like the mechs and like the alien creature th- things and then, you know, your mechs. So if you're a fan of like Gundam and stuff or like shows like that, this would probably be a good one for you. And as of right now, it has been favorited on Mal by 77 people. And it's about like 47,000 people have watched this. So this is probably one of the shows that I talk about today that has like a lot of people who said they've watched it, but no one really talks about it. And this came out like two years ago. So again, it's a relatively newer anime. Um, on the on the dub the side of things, um, the main character is voiced by Bryce Pappenbrook, which is my personal favorite uh, voice actor. So if you're like me and you are a fanboy of Bryce Pappenbrook, consider it. I've had it on my list since it was announced just because I'll, I'll watch almost anything that he has a substantial role in. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really good fucking, uh, like a good story. And the character development is actually pretty good because you get some, some character development between like your main characters and Again, like it's one of those animes that give it a shot because it it is not a bad anime. Um, if we do talk about this, I'll probably rewatch it. Um, as of right now, it has twelve episodes, but Mal also has a question mark over the episode number. So I don't think they've said anything if there is going to be another season. But it's it's really good, and I believe. I believe it's it's worth the watch because there's like a little bit of time travel elements in it too, I believe. Again, it's been like other time traveling, not like the time traveling where they get thrown into the fucking future. Um there there it's it's a really well-rounded story. If like like I said, it's really good 
it's just a shame that no one talks about it um because it's it's one of the like nicer modern mech shows again i don't watch a lot of mech as it is so i can't really compare it to anything like the last thing mech wise i watched was like the original gundam so that should tell you something so sky what is your third ep- or show you want to talk about today okay so my second pick is a show that nobody has heard of <laughs> it is called sky, uh, okay sky, i'm gonna i'm gonna sky, try to do sky, the japanese sky. title first it is denpa kyoshi sky sky, sky sky yes sky sky it's it's your third pick. no second pick third pick brother third pick I could have sworn that's third. Definitely second. I, I only did Drifting Dragons. My second pick is uh, Ultimate Otaku that's right. Teacher. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> okay, I'm interested. Let's go. Let, let's let's hear the plot Okay, to this. so Ultimate Otaku Teacher is a really interesting uh, slice of life. Um, it has 24 episodes. It is made by Studio No Way. I okay. I did not know that it was done by A One Pictures. I cannot believe that. Holy crap. Okay. Jeez, A One's put out some really. Good I can't. Shows okay. Too. Yeah. So I think. Okay. So it was. It came out in um, spring of 2015, made by Studio A One Pictures, and that's still blowing my mind because this does not feel like an A One show. But, and we're just gonna roll with it. Um. So, Ultimate Otaku Teacher is a really interesting thing. It's about a, it's about a neat, right? A guy who um he was a genius in high school and um he I'm talking like just complete like mad genius like, you know, inventing, you know, crazy stuff. And only when he graduated high school, he became just a total shut-in. And all he wants to do, I mean, it's called Ultimate Otaku Teacher, is just spend time, you know, like, nerding out over, like, magical girls and, like, buying figurines in Akihabara and watching anime and stuff, right? That's all he wants to do. But his sister doesn't want him to do that. She's like, you are a genius and you need to be out of the house, you know, making a living for yourself. So she gets him a job as a teacher at a high school. So the whole thing is him where he's like he's he's a teacher who doesn't want to be doing his teaching job because he just wants to be at home like me not doing anything all the time and um and it it becomes a very situ it's kind of episodic mostly where it's situations where like uh the kids that he's supposed to be teaching do something messed up or whatever right and they just like it's it's very slice of life it's a, it's it's a comedy is what it is and the comedy lands so well and my favorite thing about this show is how he as a teacher who has no interest in doing this whenever something sparks his interest like hey i know how i can teach this kid he always comes up with the most elaborate ways of like teaching these kids uh, an, a, a fun life lesson while just being completely over the top in in an intense way like an example is the first episode this one girl is getting bullied and he's like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna teach these bullies a lesson and he creates this whole elaborate thing in one in one day where it's like uh, he creates a fake live stream and he like stands on top of a convenience store when they walk out of it and he convinces them that he's live streaming them uh, to this whole crowd of people and convinces them to stop their bullying just by just making up this fake thing 
and it, it's it's so elaborate, and I absolutely love it. It's no one knows about this show. It's called Ultimate Otaku Teacher. It's just a very fun, underrated comedy about a guy who doesn't want to be a teacher uh, teaching these kids in the most elaborate otaku ways possible. Yeah, and uh, from the looks of it, on uh, it's streaming on uh, Funimation, and there is an English dub for it. And they're obviously the original dub too, in case anyone wanted to watch it. No, um, it sounds like actually really fascinating. I'll, I'll probably give it a listen to for sure. Or, well, not listen, I should actually watch it. <laughs> I mean, you could listen to it. Yeah, You'd no, probably I'll, get more I'll, if you actually saw the visuals, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I probably would. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely worth a, a listen or a watch, and I'll, I'll definitely give it a, uh, a chance. All right, and for your third pick, Mitch, what's up? Uh, I currently have a uh, an anime called uh, the third uh, one and my final one because we are actually running pretty fucking uh, late today on our topic. Is uh, this fantastic little little bit anime? I just gotta find the name for it. Is uh, Million Arthur. Now, A Million Arthur, this show is, like, really relatively new. Um, just pulling up the page for it right now on Mal. Um, so, yeah, Million Arthur, this show, just by the definition, is um, these this group of warriors who are trained with these items called Excaliburs are sent to another plane, time, whatever, where their goal is to go and hunt down other Arthur... They call it Excalibur. Um, Excalibur users. And it's really the people who abuse um, the Excaliburs uh, for evil and not for good is what they're technically going after. Um and yeah, it's your it's an action adventure fantasy, and there is magic in this too. Um, let's look at it. it is put out by JC Staff, and its original uh, source material is a game that you can get on the smartphone, and it's it had two seasons. Uh, the first season was only like ten episodes, so it's 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 a pretty easy binge, and. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really good because you got um, its producers were like Square Enix uh, and uh, Ban or Namco, so it's not on the levels of a Wonder Momo. If anyone is wondering, because again, that was a travesty in the world of anime. Uh, this this show came out in the fall of 2018, and uh, no, it's it was really good because the characters. The characters are funny, especially um, Doncho. Doncho is like the leader of the group. Uh, she's the stereotypical airhead leader. Um, she's got strong personality, and she she's into like cosplay and stuff like that, which is really funny. And uh, then you got like your other there's there's a lot of fascinating characters in this uh, show. Uh, there is an English dub, and I believe it is streaming on Funimation. So, if anyone is interested in checking it out, it's Million Arthur. I believe there's two seasons. Uh, 
And the character development, it starts off everyone hated each other at the very beginning. And right near the end of it, they start actually like getting along. Everyone likes each other. And it's just... It's it's fascinating because Don, uh, Don Cho goes from being your air-headed leader that no one really respected to people eventually actually respecting her later on and she became more of a leader because this group was basically just pulled together and thrown out into this area where they literally have to defeat one million Arthur users and it's it's got a little bit of like a slice of life it's got some comedy to it there's some like really dope um animation to it and i mean it's a jc staff was behind uh behind it so everything they put out was pretty decent you know but they've been hit and miss like before so yeah if if action loosely isekai kind of shows are your thing this is probably going to be one of so are all like almost all of the characters last names Arthur that's what it looks like <laughs> I'm looking at it here it's like Kekka <laughs> Arthur Doncho Arthur Ranking Arthur why are they all called Arthur well it's it's because those are the care or they're Arthur users right so everyone goes by their first name so it's like Doncho uh, uh Yamaneko stuff like that um I I don't think there's no relation, but I'm pretty sure just everyone who's an Arthur user is referred to as an Arthur. So everyone just goes by their first names. Um, there's actually like one of my favorite moments is they, they fight this one set of Arthur users that are basically magic girls and they're like weeby magic girls too. Like they all do like the magical girl transformation and they do all like this love is the most strong or the strongest thing you can do and they're actually like relatively good people but they kind of make a turn because everyone wanted to take their arthurs away from them, their excaliburs their arthurs whatever you want to call it they want to take it away from them so that turns them evil and it just it's it's a nice world building too like it's not like it's not like the levels of like hunter hunter or naruto where it's like a massive world building where people are usually behind it but like a million arthurs when me and my wife watched it it was one we picked out because it looked good and it and i wasn't disappointed i think i gave it like a seven on mal and yeah it's if again if fantasy action loose isekai thing is your thing this is the show for you Okay, and before I hop into my final pick real quick, I want to throw in just a little bit of a bonus that I have right here, and it is specifically for anybody who is a fan of Black Clover. My my, my bonus underrated pick is called Black Clover Jump Festa 2018 Special. So <laughs> it is it is basically a filler recap episode that just kind of just po- is popped in in the middle of an arc uh during Black Clover and I was not expecting this because I was binging Black Clover uh sometime last year and then all of a sudden this just popped in and I was going to skip it but I was so drawn to the fact that 
the way that it was done at the beginning that I decided to stick it out and boy was I was I happy that I did. So Black Clover is a it's a long running shonen and this episode is essentially a recap, but it's not the standard recap that usually we we get with anime. It's all of the characters from this fantasy show are sitting down in like a game show setting with these like really weird looking like American flag top hats and they literally just play like a trivia game show about stuff that's happened in the show up to that point with just like jokes flying left and right and like fourth wall breaks from these characters and it's just so fun and my mind is blown that almost nobody who's watched like Black Clover has actually seen this special episode. It's only 20 minutes long and I have to give it a 10 out of 10. It's such a, if you like the show, it's so much fun to see these characters just in the most absurd situation of an American style game show <laughs> just doing trivia about about the show itself. It's so much fun. Yeah, no, it's it's or uh, it's very um, it sounds very interesting. I liked Black Clover. Um, I'm only like forty plus episodes in, uh, and I had to go put it on hold because I started watching like other shit and just haven't gone back to it. Um, but yeah, I will be going back to Black Clover again because I was really enjoying it, and like. I, I like random like uh like random little things like that and uh I, I find it funny when they when shows that are like trying to be serious kind of do like the comedic episode um so yeah and so <laughs> i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do one that may get me some uh, uh i'm gonna give a bonus that may give me some flack in the future um but it's kind of underrated because I really haven't heard a lot of people talk about it. And I, I'm isekai trash, just like I'm a shonen slut. Um, so I enjoy a lot of isekai. And I, I have to talk about the greatest isekai that has ever existed. That is also a cross between a bunch of other isekais. And again, this might get me some flack, but... Um, I actually really enjoy Isekai Quartet. Um, I don't think that's that now, unpopular. I think people really like it. Again, this is like coming from opinion-based. Um, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. Um, so this is why this is why I kind of left it as a bonus, because it's kind of in that middle mm-hmm. ground of there are people that talk about it, and there's people that don't talk about it. But if you're a fan of ReZero... Overlord, uh, I think it's Tanya the Evil, and uh, Shield Hero comes in like Konosuba. later on. And Konosuba, Konosuba is the other one. I can't believe I forgot Konosuba. I fucking love Konosuba. Anyways, um, I, I was. It's really funny because it's your chibi style animation to it. So it's like all the characters are like super cutie cartoon, and it makes it, it it really fixes the the characters that are quote unquote useless but make them useful because of the world they're in their powers are a lot different um they're like 10 minute episodes so it's very easy to watch episode by episode so it's a very quick binge and yeah like i said i left it as a bonus simply because there are people that talk about it because there are people who like 
Overlord. There are people who like Konosuba. There are people who like uh, Tanya the Evil and stuff like that. Um, I'm actually... Isekai Quartet is the reason why I got into watching Konosuba, um, Overlord, uh, ReZero. Um, Tanya the Evil is on my list to watch. Um, and Shield Hero as well. But... Again, like I said, I left it as a bonus simply because there are people that talk about it. But every time I watch something that talks about it, like a Watch Mojo, where if you watch the Watch Mojo anime videos, a lot of the times he talks about the animes that everybody knows. So, like when he does top 10 underrated animes, it's not underrated animes. These are animes that people are very much aware of and people talk about. So that's why I find, like, watching Watch Mojo for, like, here's the best animes. It's like, the animes you're talking about are not That's the because best Watch Mojo is a corporation instead of a, a personality, which is really where my, like, I, I don't have a problem with the way the Watch Mojo videos are made. Like, they always feel very high quality. I just don't agree with really anything that they say when they make top lists because it's not one person like say Misty Cronexia making a top 10 list where he like has seen so many anime and he will always give you recommendations whether they're whether you've heard of it or not it will make sense for what he's talking about and it will always be just a fun video to watch because it's him whereas every watch mojo video feels exactly the same because obviously mm. it's it's just sure there's that personality of the person doing it but he's he's just you know reciting the script that he's been given and it's always the same like 30 shows recycled for the different lists because it's mm. you know we gotta get people to watch our videos because we're a corporation and we need to make money yeah no and, that, and that's the thing like what it, I would rather take the opinion of someone like Joey the anime man or Gigguk or uh, a Connor or Connor from Sea uh, Dog VA I would rather listen to those guys give us a top 10 best anime because they're legitimate anime fans that aren't going off of here's a script you have to say that you like these animes and here's like a little reason why that's what that's what it feels like when you watch watch mojo um if you guys actually want to hear us talk about watch mojo um uh, a comic book uh reader like the cbr stuff the the youtube like the quote-unquote big operations that talk about anime but they're not really talking about anime let us know because i wouldn't mind actually talking about this there is there's one caveat though uh about Watch Mojo, it's there's there's uh, some videos that Watch Mojo does where they have a voice actor by the name of Todd Habercorn do their videos for them, and boy are those ones always a blast to to watch because Todd Habercorn, he's he's a pretty famous voice actor in the in the dub industry. Yeah, yes. and um, I, I I'd argue one of his most famous roles is. Um, the main character from not Lucy, but the other one from Fairy Tale, uh, Natsu. 
uh, is one of his most famous roles. Yeah. Now, Todd, the reason why I like those Watch Mojo videos is because, uh, yes, it's it's the Watch Mojo script, the stereotypical thing, but throughout it, Todd he just throws in so much of his personality into it that just makes it so much fun to watch and I think that's what how Watch Mojo would really benefit from would be if they have the people voicing their videos actually throw some personality into it even if it's just a standard Watch Mojo list with the anime you've always heard if it could be more fun like the Todd Habercorn videos then I'd 100% watch them more mm. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing. Like, if it's an, if it's an Ash, uh, if they have Ash doing the videos, I know it's just gonna be your run of the mill, him talking like, oh, the darkest moments in anime, and it's like, those are, those are pretty mild to like some of the shit that I have seen in some like dark anime, and again, if you guys want us to actually go into like a deep discussion about something like this, let us know. I'm always down to talk about stuff like that. Um, more more discussion based stuff would be really cool, and that's what I'm like really pushing for when it comes to talking anime because I don't want to be a show that does nothing but discussions. I don't want to be a show that does nothing but reviews. I like that healthy mix, and I think that's what makes talking anime a little a little unique in its own way. It's because we talk about subjects we talk or we do reviews but not like oh we're gonna review the greatest anime that's ever written no we're gonna like review the worst anime that's been ever made or we review genres which is a lot of podcasts don't do that kind of stuff so i think that's what separates us from like an anime summit um an anime bros the weebology the triple a podcast whatever podcast you guys really think of I, oh, when I first started this, I wanted us to be different. And I think we're slowly getting there where we're being more different than the other podcasts. Simply because it's like Sky or we were talking about earlier, I believe before we went on camera or recording is that, um, yeah, you, you've seen more anime than I have, but I've seen anime that isn't even on Mal that was like really fundamental for you know anime and stuff like that and you've seen a lot more than i have so you have your opinions on anime that i may may not see and i eventually actually go back and watch the anime that we discussed because i know you were like oh you gotta watch log horizon you gotta watch log horizon i did and i love it like it's probably one of my favorite quote-unquote video game isekai style anime shows is log horizon like it, it definitely is close to edging out Sword Art Online, but not too far, not too much though. And I, I think that's what makes this show a lot more interesting because we're two different generations of anime watchers. Because I come from, you know, the late '90s, early 2000s when it was like everything was starting to come out, and there was like. The Sailor Moon, the Dragon Ball Z, the original Pokemon, and stuff like that. I remember when that stuff was airing in uh, the in the North America and stuff like that. And then you're obviously you know younger than me, so you've seen like the anime that I haven't seen. So this is uh, it's I think outward dynamic as a 
show is going to be very fascinating going forward because we're going to have different outlooks on anime. And I think that's what makes it interesting is that I may like something and you may not like it, but we can find common ground on what is good and what is bad. Or we do Spirit Breaker and it's like, yeah, we both equally hate this show. So we're going to shit on it. The Spirit Breakers are probably going to be the ones where we agree most because, boy, (laughs) those are bad. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, guys, that has been this week's episode. Next week, we are talking about the fantastic fantasy genre. So we're going to be talking about where it started, um, the first quote-unquote fantasy-style anime, our favorites, or at least favorites, we're going to just, it's going to be a fantasy genre funness. And then not long after that, we're going to actually have our first guest episode with this new lineup. And uh, that is going to be very, very fun. Um, I appreciate and love every single one of you guys for listening. If you can give us a review on any platform that reviews, Um, join the discord come and talk to us on uh, discord about anime video games all that fun schnitz um i'm actually hopefully if my schedule stays the way it is i'm looking at maybe even starting up doing a regular D &D style uh program very soon um and if it goes well enough hey it might be a a podcast who knows but for now i have been mitch guy And this has been Talking Anime. Thank you, guys. We love every single one of you. Bye, guys.